How is everyone doing? Excellent. All right. So here's the plan. Um, just moving forward, I want to speed this up a little bit. I say that every week. Uh, we're going to begin with Birchas Torah today. We might do a part two next week. The following week, we'll see what, what state I am after getting on a flight. So either we'll have a sure we won't. Then we're going to do Alokai Neshamra Asher Yatsar, Brachos, and hopefully Karbanos, Tzidah Izimra. Speed it up a little bit. Got it? Okay. So, Birchas Torah, the reason I'm doing out of order is because Birchas Torah can really be done anytime. It can be done before Alosa Shachar. It really can be done when you wake up. It can be done if you, sl- if you stayed up all night, perhaps. We'll get to all that in this year. So what is Birchaz Torah? What's fascinating about it is it's one of potentially two brachos that are midaraisa. Maybe. It's a bit of a debate about that. The Pasik says, Kishem Hashem In the place that you um, in the place that you say Hashem's name, you should call, you should you should you should glorify him. So it comes along the Gemara in Brachas and says that we see from there, Birchaz Torah, the obligation to make the blessing of the Torah, is a Doraisa. Is a Doraisa. Which means if you learn without making the bracha, it's a problem. Now, as we'll see, it's going to be a little bit divisive. Is it, is it always um, a daraisa? In fact, Natsiv thinks, based off the way we learn it here, it's only when you make the bracha in public. So when do you make a, bir- a public birchas Satorah? Kriya Satorah. Meaning the, 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 when you get an aliyah. That's like when you place your calling Hashem's name, you're going to glorify Him a lot more there than you're sitting in your study by yourself. Okay. You can argue that no, wherever you learn, you're bringing the shechina, God's presence down, and therefore it's derives there as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it, we'll, we'll, we'll um, okay. So let, let's let's try to maybe this could be one of the places. Cause I'll tell you the, the first step is where would we look to find out more laws about Birchas Torah and, and what exactly the mitzvah is. I think last year. The Rambam say for a mitzvah, but the Rambam leaves it out. The Rambam, the Rambam never mi- mentions this mitzvah, which the Gemara says explicitly. Amar Yehuda The Rambam leaves it out. So why would the Rambam leave it out? So the Ramban, if you recall last year, no. I mean, yeah, correct. The Gemara does, the Gemara does do that. So. Okay, so let's, let's go through all that. So, no, Hechsher Mitzvah, meaning. No, no. So, here's, here's, here's the. But then, you can, can you say that about eating food? The broccoli beforehand? Although, I'm purposely. What? Seder night. Seder night. The Birch Mitzvah on Matzah. The Gemara explicitly says, Birch Torah is Doraisa. The blessing is Doraisa. We have times where things aren't Doraisa. Saying Shema, Doraisa. It's not, we're not, it's not a foreign concept that uttering words can be a biblical obligation. Now, why is Birchus Torah different than, say, making the blessing on the Lulav? So we'll get to that. But seemingly it is, yet the Rambam leaves it out. And the question is, did the Rambam not think it's Daraisa? But the Gemara explicitly seems to say it's Daraisa. So... So we'll get we'll get there. We'll get to all that. We're still in the, in the early stages. Why is it leave it out? In fact, the Ramban is so bothered. We mentioned last year the Ramban Nachmanides. He has a list of mitzvos called the mitzvos shechachos the Rambam. The mitzvos the Rambam forgot. Nice list. Okay. So what does he say? Mitzvah Tesvav. What I think is the fifteenth mitzvah is Shitzivan Lahodos Hashem Isparah Nikra Torah. We're supposed to. 
call out and praise God every time we learn Torah. Every time we learn Torah. We'll get to your question, and we'll get to your question. Don't worry. Um, and what are we doing? We're thanking God for giving us this great gift. Um, and then he goes on to say, he goes on to talk about it, and it gives us, it's not just any gift, it's not just any learning, but it's what gives us the eternal reward, etc., etc. And then he says, okay, then he, without mentioning it, it's clearly obvious, the implicitly is, so why did the Rabbim leave it out? So he says, he goes, to start, he goes through a number of, says a number of things, which seem like almost random, but we'll see he's really responding to people who try to defend the Rabbim for leaving it out. And he goes, the same way we're commanded. After we eat a nice meal, we're satiated, we make a blessing. As in, the other mitzvah of uttering things, if you will, of, of blessing is the benching. So, so too, before you partake in, the, in, in eating, in, in learning Torah, you make a blessing. That happens to be, the Gemara starts trying to figure out, you know, starts learns them from each other, perhaps. That if you make a blessing after you're satiated, you know, which is only, you know, something that's very much this-worldly, or certainly if something that gives us eternal reward, you should make a blessing on. Okay, we'll leave that aside. And then he says, so why would the Ram leave it out? Why would the Ram leave it out? So he says, don't tell me. Why? She says as follows. Maybe you want to tell me, you know why the Rambam left out the blessing of Birchus Torah? Because he, he, when he said there's a mitzvah to learn Torah, included in that is the bracha. Maybe, but included the bracha. Maybe that's what the Rambam did. That would be a good idea. Why the Rambam leave out Birchus mitzvah to make a blessing in Torah? Because he counted learning Torah. Included in it is to bless, to bless the Torah. So don't, that can't be why, because the Rambam has, there's another mitzvah where there's a mitzvah, a biblical obligation to say things, namely, Bikurim, the first fruits, you gather them up, you put your little red string around them, you bring them to Yerushalayim, into the base of Mikdash, and what do you do? There's a whole parsha you read, but Rambam counts as two separate things. If the Rambam thought things that you say go in conjunction, same mitzvah, with the thing that you do, so the Rambam would count that together as well. Moreover, what's another mitzvah do rice that we do every single year, once a year, at night? Kind of gave it away just now. What? Okay, fine. Now for that. Okay. He goes, We have a mitzvah to eat the carbon Pesach, eat our matzah. We also have a mitzvah to tell over the story of the Pesach. Right? Well, he said, well, hold up. He says, the Rabbim counted separately. The Rabbim counted separately. Clearly, What did Rabbi Gamliel say? What did Rabbi Gamliel say? What did Rabbi Gamliel say? Call Shlo Omar Shlo Shedvarim. Whoever does say these three things, the Yatz Dechavasa. So I'm going to I'm going to come back to what you say in a minute. Ready for this? So let's, I want to go through the Ramban first. The Ramban is saying I have just found different places in the Rambam. Right? Ramban, Rambam. Nachmani says I found various places in the Rambam where there's a mitzvah to utter things, to say things, to say a tefillah, and he counts it separately from the actual mitzvah itself. Must be whenever there's a mitzvah to say things and a mitzvah to do things, even though they are working in tandem with each other, it's two separate mitzvahs. So don't tell me, therefore, the Rabbim counts the mitzvah of birchas to say things separately from the mitzvah to say, uh, in conjunction, excuse me, as the same mitzvah as the learning Torah, because if the Rambam would be consistent, 
he would count them as two separate mitzvahs, the same way Bikurim is and Yitzhiber 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 Now, just because you brought it up, let me point out, the Ramban might be a little bit, I want to say disingenuous here, but a little bit off-base for the following reasons. Number one is Rabbi Rucham Fischl Perlau, the great rabbi we discussed last year, he points out, what happens if you bring Bikurim, well, what is the time for bringing Bikurim? What's Chag Bikurim? Shavuos. Shavuos. You could bring, meaning you start bringing Bikurim from Shavuos until? Ah, uh-uh. no, until Hanukkah. You can bring Tulsukas, but one, if you don't bring Tulsukas, you come after Sukkot until Hanukkah, you still could bring it, but you can't, you can't say the thing. You can't say the blessing. Meaning to say, if you were allowed to bring this Bikurim without saying the blessing, it's clearly two separate things. It's two separate things. The same way, give me a second. Well, so give, well, so give me a second. Well, you can use Mats of that. But give me a second. So the same way, for instance, there's a myth. How many mitzvahs are on Sukkot? Is Sukkot and Lulav one mitzvah or two mitzvahs? Two bits, but it just happened to come at the same time, right? We even discussed that there might, we discussed this last year, might totally, totally separate from each other. But um, the point is, so maybe you could say there's a mitzvah of Bikurim, and there's another mitzvah to say it. Yeah, they look like they're working with each other, but not, they could be two different mitzvahs. And what's the proof? Because I could bring Bikurim and not say it. I could bring Bikurim and not say it. In fact, there are a whole bunch of people who can bring Bikurim and not say it. That's the first Mishnah, opening Mishnah in Bikurim. Okay. What? Exactly, exact, that's exactly the point. I mean, yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I don't think so. Okay, number two, back to Yair's point. There is actually, we, we are all familiar with Rabbi Gamliel. Rabbi Gamliel says, Anyone who does not say these three things, Pasach, Matz, and Mar, does not fulfill their obligation. When I was in high school, we made a, a Thanksgiving, a Thanksgiving uh, Seder in school, just for jokes. So I got up there and I said, Kol Shalom, Omer Shloshadvarim, Let's Dechavasa. And we went mashed potatoes, turkey, cranberry sauce. Okay, that's what we did. I got, I got suspended for that. Um, the, um, so, what, there's the, one thing to drill down is, anyone who does not say these things does not fulfill their obligation. Obligation for what? See, the Ramban saying, the, seemingly the obligation for fulfilling the mitzvah of matzah is... Part and parcel of eating matzah is not just eating it, but saying these things. In fact, what is the what is the other um, the other word, the other name we have for matzah? Lechem oni. What does oni mean? So the Gemara has three interpretations. One is like an oni, a poor person, it's pauperous food. That's one. One is lechem she'onim alav dvarim harbi. We say many things on them. What are the many things we say on them? Rashi lamedavavam aleph in Psachim says halal, halal. We're saying halal on this matzah. In fact, that's why some of the custom to leave the matzah on the table, even though you've, we finished consuming it, but through benching and through the halal. But the other interpretation is, what's the dvarim hari? What are we saying on the matzah? The seder, haggadah. So that's part, part of the mitzvah of matzah is to say these sort of things. It's not the craziest thing in the world. We discussed from Shlomo Zalman Orbach that perhaps no different than the matzah is haneris halalu to, to, the, to, to the menorah. That it's not just about lighting, lighting it, but we're trying to remind ourselves there's a reason we're lighting it, and this is one of the few mitzvos that part and parcel of lighting it is also going through the nays that happen. In fact, there's a Bach that says by sukkah as well. That when you go in the sukkah, it's not just sitting in the sukkah, but you're supposed to say we're sitting in the sukkah to remind us of the great miracles God performed for us. That's not the craziest thing in the world. It's not just performative action, but sometimes we have to actually say this is why we're doing it. Explain it. So the Ramban seemingly understands that. If you don't say the following thing, if you don't say the reasons for eating the, the Pesach, 
for eating the matzah, for eating the marr, so you don't fulfill your obligation because you need to explain it. But if you look in the Rambam, it's not so clear. It's seemingly important to Rambam, no. Whoever doesn't say these three things does not fulfill their obligation of Haggadah. Haggadah. Meaning the Rambam might understand. It's not that part and parcel of the mitzvah of matzah is saying the, is saying the Haggadah. It's two separate things. Yeah, they come together. Yet yeah, you have to have a seder with Haggadah and matzah, but it's two separate mitzvahs. Meaning to say, yeah, you want to, you want, Rabbi Gamil is telling us, you want to fulfill the mitzvah of Haggadah, it's not enough, enough to just say Dayenu. It's not enough to just say shvocha masla or to say uh, whatever else comes in the Haggadah, talk about the million different makos and the, the fingers of God and the more makos from there and the accountant's love and the rest of us are scratching our head. You want to, what is the obligation of Haggadah? Well, actually, there's a prescription. It's very defined. You have to mention the Karb Pesach and how God brought us out of past over the houses. Mention the matzah and mention the mar. That's what Haggadah is. Everything else, as the Rambam says, haris and meshubah. The more you talk about it, the more meritorious it is, the more the wonderful it is. But what's the core obligation of Haggadah? Of, of Haggadah? It's Pesach, Matz, and Mar. You're in a place, you're not feeling well. What do you do? Pesach, Matz, and Mar, you're good. So you see the Machlokas here? Ramban says the whole idea of Matzah is not just to eat it, but to talk about the miracles and, and the story of Pesach. You don't do that, it's the same mitzvah. The Rambam saying, no, it's two separate mitzvahs. There's a mitzvah of Pesach, Matzah, and Mar, because of Seder night, obviously. It's all tied together. But there's another mitzvah called Haggadah. What is Haggadah? Haggadah means to speak. It could be anything in the world. Yeah, before you talk about all the Gramachias and all the nice of our Torahs, make sure you, and somewhere in the night, you mention Pesach, Matzah, and Mar. So now, let's pull it back together. The Ramban says, Rabbi Maimon, Rabbi Moshe ben Maimon, Maimonides, Rabbi Doctor, Rabbi Doctor, he says to him, I know, don't tell me, or all you defenders of the Rambam. You know why the Rambam left out the mitzvah of Birch's Torah? Because he counts it as part of the mitzvah of learning Torah. Says the Rambam, don't tell me that's true because according to the Rambam, we have other mitzvahs where we say things such as Mikra Bikurim, saying the verses for Bikurim, and the Rambam counts it separately from bringing the Bikurim. We have the mitzvah of saying Haggadah and the mitzvah of eating matzah. Well, if the Rambam thought mitzvahs that come together, it's one mitzvah, then he would count them together. And we can respond, no, not so fast. Number one is, maybe Nachmanides, you have a different debate. The Rambam counts the mitzvah Haggadah separate from the mitzvah of matzah because he thinks they're two separate mitzvahs. Whereas you, Ramban, think, no, it's one mitzvah. Whoever doesn't say these three, three, three things doesn't fulfill their obligation of Pesach, Matzah, and Mar, literally. Whereas the Rambam says, no, it doesn't fulfill their obligation of Haggadah. And to be Kurim as well. You think it's two separate things. The Rambam's like, no, it is indeed two separate things. It's two separate things. There's a mitzvah to bring the Bikurim up to the base of Migdash and give it to the Kohen. There's a mitzvah then to say a, a, a paragraph over it, but it's two separate mitzvahs. And the proof is, you want to, there are many, many circumstances where you could bring Bikurim and lichat You are not making, saying this, this blessing. We can afford the way. That, well, we have. That's an interesting point. So let's, well, let's develop it a little bit. Okay, so let's develop it a little bit. I don't know if it's going to be. There could be a mitzvah of multiple components, but it doesn't mean you don't fulfill obligations. You just. But we'll, we'll get there. Okay, fine. Says the Kiryat Sefer. Says the Kiryat Sefer after going through this long background about the Ramban, Ramban. Does he know why the Ramban doesn't count the mitzvah of Kriyat Torah? 
So he goes, I'll tell you why. Because it's part of the mitzvah of Torah. So after all that, that's seemingly what the Rambam says. And if Ramban says, I can't be, one minute, what about Bikurim? I'm like, yeah, because Bikurim separately. Okay, why that is, we don't know yet. We don't know yet. Why would the Rambam count together? We don't know. We're not going to explain that. We'll wait probably till next week. But certainly according to the, 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 the Kiryat Sefer, it's one mitzvah. Now here's the interesting thing. The, uh, there is another source, meaning, it happens when you read the Gemara in Brachos, it's a little ambiguous. Is it actually the rice or not? Which is how, the Ramba, how Rambam can, you could be, perhaps not know. I mean, to say the Gemara, yes, where Yehuda says, Kishem Hashem Ekar Havagodu but as Jonathan pointed out, we have other verses we derive from there. When you go to the Gemara, the Gemara seems to be a little masubic, going back and forth. Well, maybe yes, maybe no. So it is a little, the Gemara, although I pulled up the one line, it is a little ambiguous. So it comes along the Shagasari, he goes, actually, I will tell you another proof that beautiful the Torah is Daraisa. Ready for this proof? The Gemara Nagarm says, why was the Beis Hamikdash destroyed? Second temple. Why was it destroyed? Because they didn't make the blessing of Birchus Torah. Why would that be? So the Ran points out as follows. Why was the land destroyed? Amma of the Haaretz. And God sends some sort of nevuah, uh, prophecy. So this is God talking here. Why was it destroyed? Everyone's giving the reason. Um, because they didn't make the blessing on Birchus Torah. Now if you ask, like, what are, like, if you were to create a hierarchy of sins, that'd probably be pretty low, no? I mean, people were backstabbing each other and stealing. Oh, okay. Kolomar. So let me explain it, says the Ramban. No, no, no. It's much deeper than that. That the Torah was not considered so important in their eyes that it was worthy of a blessing. This is false. There's two ways to approach Talmud Torah. One can approach it as this is the word of God, the Var Hashem, the word of God. When I learn Torah, I'm engaging, in fact, with God's with God. It's an, it's, it's an encounter, a rendezvous with God. To use the words of the Rav. God, the Rav talks about how he felt like sometimes God's hand was on his shoulder as he sat and learned. Or you can say, no, I learned science, I learned math, I learned Torah. The people, the, the issue here in the, in the I think this first temple was, they didn't view the learning of Torah as important. And they said, it's not so important. The same way I don't make a blessing before I learn science or read history, I'm not making a blessing on the Torah. That was the problem, that they weren't willing to look at the importance of learning Torah. And once you undermine Limita Torah, you kind of you start undermining the whole system because then everything that comes out of it, whether it's halacha, Jewish life, law, mor- the morals from the Torah, you've kind of downgraded them to being just, uh, just another discipline. Rather, and in a way, you've destroyed the importance and undermined the whole, the whole, this whole endeavor. So the temple, the, the world was destroyed. I'm of the earth, the land was destroyed because they didn't make the blessing of Torah. It says the Shagas Arye. How do, how do I know learning Torah is the right? So remember, we discussed in the past, the Shagas Arye is a book of Shalos and Shuvas, question and answer. But he asked all the questions to himself. Because no one, I don't think, writes a letter to the rabbi, like, is Shema the right to the Is Krishma, you know. See, this is him. So he says, very simple. You think God would destroy the land of Israel for a Durabanan? No, maybe we can argue and say yes, or there are reasons for that. But that, 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 that is, in fact, what he says. Okay, so I didn't even get through half of what I wanted to get through. Um, but um, we'll, we'll stop it over here. That is, so that's the opening. 
we have, give me a second, I just want to sum, sum up. We had a posse that says it's the Raisa, the Rambam doesn't count it. Ramban says you should have counted it. And don't tell me he's counted as part of Talmud Torah because it's part, it's, it's because the Rambam, when it comes to Bikurim and it comes to the Haggadah, he counts it separately. We pointed out, not so sure, Rambam can count separately because he might view it very differently. Haggadah, it is his own thing. Mat is his own thing. Mikra Bikurim, one thing. Bikurim, another thing. And in fact, Kirat Sefer says clearly the Rambam counted it as one mitzvah. Why that is? Next week. And then we point out the Shagasari who says, I know it's Daraisa because God wouldn't destroy the land just for a Durabanan. I wish you all a wonderful week.